Unturned is presented by Update AI. Well, I think the sooner that you can realize coming out of, you know, more defined roles into less defined roles, the sooner you realize that literally everybody is winging it and relying Shh, don't on tell no, no, them no. my secrets. No, but that's not a secret. <laughs> like actually like it's it's actually I think there's wisdom here is that we are winging it and relying on our experience and the experience and others. of those around us. Thanks for cutting me off. I was just going to say that, Mickey. Mickey, Christy, and Christy, you guys each took a leap. You left more established companies and you joined fairly small startups. And what I want to understand is like, what are some of the trade-offs that you all had to make when you were considering that opportunity? Welcome to this edition of the Unturned CS Insider Mashup a roundtable discussion that goes deep into the recent trends in customer success. Introducing your hosts, Christy Feltarusso, John Johnson, Mickey Pell, and Josh Schachter. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. Happy post-Thanksgiving. Hope everybody has uh, awoken from the, what do you, what do you call it? Tryptophan coma. Thank you, tryptophan. I just learned over this weekend from my brother, who's a doctor, that tryptophan becomes melatonin. That's mm-hmm. why it puts you to sleep. I yep. did never learn that. Your body processes it. Yeah, yeah. as melatonin. Um, okay, so we've got an exciting episode. Um, we've got Do we? three. Yeah, we've got three update AIers on this episode. Um, right. So we've outnumbered um, KF and JJ. Um, there's yeah, there's two exciting ones here. So first of all, we haven't brought this up before. Mickey, as many people know, um, has been out for the past five or six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gone through nightmare and back in that time. Um, the most horrific things with his family, um, the death of his mother and, and his brother. And the community has has been so outreaching towards Mickey, even through me. Every, every call that I get on with a prospective customer or with a current customer, the first thing they ask me is, how is Mickey? How is Mickey? Um, you know, he's been very open about his journey and the community in kind has been open, um, about their care for him. Um, and he means so much to me, to all of us. I know speaking for Christy and John, um, and, um, to the community. And so Mickey, um, it was a surprise to see you come and join the episode. We hadn't rehearsed that. I would like to make it, make it very clear that he just showed up. Yeah. We're grateful that he's here, but... (laughs) Hey, Mickey. I did a reverse Irish done, exit. <laughs> I haven't done the updated yet either. So for everybody that's listening, we're all going to be doing this together. So I'm really excited that Mickey's here. And I'm excited to kind of talk a little bit about what's going on. I'm doing great for the first time in about six weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, so to, to quickly fill people in, um, on my mom's side of the family, we have a genetic mutation that can lead to aortic aneurysms. And we've lost family members to this. And due to some really amazing research by folks in Washington and at Stanford, Dr. Liang, calling you out, um, they identified the genetic mutation, which has kind of allowed us to, to keep an eye on it. But my mother had the gene. I actually found out two weeks ago that I also have the gene. Um, we can talk on a later date what that means. But shitty genetics led to my mom having heart problems for many, many years. She actually had her aortic valve replaced in 2014, which um, for you can imagine is a really, really intense procedure. So she just always had heart problems, even though like by all other measures, she's been very healthy and she had a heart attack 
while visiting my brother Reed in Santa Cruz. She was without oxygen for like 15 to 20 minutes, which unfortunately you just can't really survive. Um, also kudos to Josh's brother, Dan, who got on the phone with me like a day later. Cause he's a, what is he, Josh? Uh, he deals with stroke. Yeah. So he kind of like talked me through some of the things, but it was pretty clear that like once she had that heart attack and she was down for 15 to 20 minutes, there wasn't really any way to recover. So all of our family, you know, we all from everywhere we were showed up in Santa Cruz, said goodbye to my mom, um, laughed and cried and were angry and were sad and drank and ate and slept and did all of those things together. We have a, my mom is Portuguese and Italian. So you can imagine that like oh, the f- food is just, yeah, yeah. Lots of food, Amen. lots of drinking, lots of boisterous, lots of Portuguese Italians, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and my eldest brother, Seth also has the gene has had decades of health problems and he was really struggling. And just because, you know, for anybody who's a first child, I'm not. I'm the youngest of four boys. But what I've seen is that the oldest have a special relationship, especially with the mom. And he really struggled. And when we got home the Friday after my mom passed, he ended up having a brain hemorrhage, which means he's bleeding in the brain. And at the same time, he also had a dissection of his carotid arteries going into the brain. And what that meant is that To treat one, you have to do something that's going to make the other worse and vice versa. So we had this really amazing doctor who just happened to be in my hometown, even though he's the professor of neurology at USC. And like, this is Visalia, California, where I'm from, where he happened to be. Um, So like, you know, about the best doctor you could hope for in that moment. And he basically said, hey, it's like the same situation with your mom. Like he's he's essentially for all intents and purposes, brain dead. And you like the best path forward is actually to let him go. So we did that on Saturday night. So like not even three days later, I know on LinkedIn, I post four days, but I think I just didn't do the mental math. Like it was three days later. And um, yeah, so I just kind of like disappeared because all I could do was process and be with my family and try to help them and try to lean on them. And Now I'm starting to feel ready to come back in part because I've had such amazing support from everybody around me in the way that I've needed it, whatever that is. Some people it's emailing me, some it's text, some it's a phone call. Some people it's just sending me a message and saying, no need to respond, but I'm thinking about you. Um, And I'm grateful for everybody here, including our newest member, Christy Gaunt, who came on in the middle of this, her interview, I was like walking around being like, yeah, so like my mom and and brother died and I'm totally distraught, but like, let's, you know, talk about you joining the team. So, um, which is crazy, but I really appreciate and love Christy for that. And now I'm, I'm coming back. I've had a lot of time to think and to process and to see how we can all grow together. Um, Josh, you're more than welcome to announce my promotion if you want, otherwise I'm going to do it. (laughs) That's why Mickey really came on the show. Um, So yeah, it's been a, it's been a really, really horrific six, you know, five, six weeks. Um, I've come to terms with the fact that like that pain will never fully heal and that's okay. Um, and I'm really excited to get back to work while of course still doing all the things that'll come up and you know, yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to stop there. Otherwise I'm going to nervous talk for the rest of the episode. Well, we're happy to have you back. All right. Goodbye everybody. Yeah. Have a good day (laughs) and good night.
Um, well, no, I have to, but but I, you know, I can I can say this because I'm the other guy on the microphone. It's been not the same without you here. Um, and Thank you. I've, I've missed the hell out of you. Um, missed you too. So it it truly is not the same group. Um, and I, you know, I kind of got kind of tired of Josh and and Christy. So I wasn't um, even here for half of the episodes. But, Relax. <laughs> I know. We actually have to. We're going to get to our guest, but her name is Christy too. Um, so. Um, this is going to be a really great uh, listening experience um, for our, our listeners. Christy, Christy, Christy. Yeah. Should we do a round of introductions again? Yeah. Sure. Who, who are we today? I, I just want to. I just want to add though one last thing on this. So, um, really, Mickey, like I'm not just saying that. In almost every call that I got on over the past month and a half, people were asking me. The first thing they were asking me was about you. And, and like, what do I say? Oh, like, oh, he's good. He's okay. Like, no, he's not. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) but, but so what I did say, because I felt like this was the best representation and I, I didn't mean it. I said in a way where I hoped it wasn't reductionist either is like all things considered, he's, he's amazing because like what you've gone through, what you're still going through, what you will go through, um, is obviously horrific. Um, somebody actually told me last year they they had lost both their parents and they said that uh, i'm gonna go on a tangent here they said that one of the worst things you can do is tell somebody that they're being strong because that is like reductionist right um but i have so i won't say that but i but like but even just the way that you've you were communicating with me behind the scenes throughout everything and like your presence to talk to christy as she was going through the process and um your openness in, in with the community and your openness right now like to me, I'm just dumbfounded by it. Like I'm so um, impressed by that and it's inspirational and I, and I just commend you and I don't know how you do it to be honest like all that you are going through and have gone through, it is incredible. And and I do strength, whatever word you want to use in place of that, like it, it is tremendous. So we'll figure that out. But I'm, I'm really excited to chat with Christy. So I, Christy with, a, with a G and an E. So <laughs> I, I say it. we get into that. All right. Chrissy, tell us tell us a, a little bit about your yourself, your background here, kind of where you've come up come up through in your career. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Gainsight and then what you're doing today with us at Update AI. Everyone here knows Gainsight. Is that what What could you explain what do they do? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> no, let's not you're make that assumption that everyone that knows. Nick We've learned to, that we can never hold, assume so. anything. We get yelled at by Josh's <laughs> listeners. Okay. Only Josh's listeners. Our our listeners are great, but the ones that Josh knows they're not as kind. So I think we should explain. <laughs> Going to have to dig into that in a little bit. But sure, I um, am the new senior AE. I have been in sales for about 10 years and have done a little bit of everything, but always with a seller's hat. So I started by being a selling manager for anthropology I moved into IT sales and then I, oh, I forgot my brief stint, three and a half year stint as a investor relations and marketing manager for a private equity firm. So that was interesting. Um, then I pivoted really into sales. So it was IT sales. Um, then it was medical device sales. And then most recently Gainsight, where I pivoted from medical device, it somehow translated that into being an, um, chosen to be an AE at Gainsight and then fell in love with customer success. Gainsight as a whole, I've been there for, or I had been there for a little over two years until, uh, updates recruiter, um, 
creatively Hamish. reached out to me, Hamish. Shout out Hamish. Good old Hamish. Christy's best friend. Oh, I, I actually watched that podcast. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I think that's the most He's Christy the one to me. done. It actually is the highest rated, the highest most viewed. Wait, so Hamish is your recu- recruiter? Yeah. That we we like I know Hamish. You hired him. We we didn't treat oh. him like we like yeah, him. Yeah. But well, see, I'm do. I'm outside of the update AI bubble, so I only have the experience on the podcast. Do you want to so. come into the bubble? No. Well, listen, I, mean, I just Josh and I already talked about. Can you guys that. stop, Mr. CCO. Josh, stay outside the bubble with me, please. John, John, please stay, stay with me. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that you guys had hired him, so. But we're, we're not letting sales. this derail into a conversation about Hamish, no matter how many more uh, okay, eyeballs fine. that gets the fine. episode. Fine. <laughs> I fine. love Hamish. He's a great guy. So much. Yes. He did a great job. He did a great job. No, listen, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Hamish, Hamish came to me. I, I, I told Hamish we were looking for this role. Um, we had dabbled, I guess, a little bit in, in trying to look for the person our own on our own. Um, hadn't gone full throttle, but had, had struggled a little bit. And I told him what we were looking for. And he said, great, I'll get you the perfect candidate. And I'm going to line up, you know, half a dozen folks. And one of those people is going to be like your, your absolute person. And he was so confident about it. And then I think Christie's profile was the first one that came back to me. Um, they all came back in a slew, but I think hers was the first one that I saw. And I was like, oh my God, like what, like, yes, like whatever you've just been so confident about delivering, you have delivered. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were, we were thrilled with bringing Christy on board. Um, Christy Feltruso, now's your chance to know every like deep, dark secret about working at Gainsight. All the competitive intelligence that you can I feel like I don't not know. I was, I've been success. buying Gainsight for 10 I years. Like, like I don't know. I feel of anybody. <laughs> yeah. I feel that probably I know enough as a, an outsider. So I don't need to probe, Josh. What was the highlight? Christy, Christy Gaunt. I hate this. KGKF. That's what we're You call work. me KG. That's fine. Okay, KG. You can just call her what? Christy and I can be KF. It's fine. I'm not getting into this. <laughs> you derailed what? him. <laughs> I'm not getting into all this. I his brain stopped. Leave, leave me outside that bubble. Uh, KG, what was the highlight of your working at Gainsight? Well, honestly, all of it. <laughs> it really is what people say it is. It is the best company I've ever come in contact with. I couldn't believe that I got hired there. And then from the moment, like even in my interview process, every single person was as cool, if not cooler than the last and very, very smart. So I was like, whoa, I just want to learn from this. So we'll see how it goes. And then I think closing my first six-figure deal um, in in the first six months as an AE was like shocking and also like, oh shit, like now I know why they hired me, you know? Um, I just needed to believe it myself. So that was, that was a big deal to me. And, um, what was it about the culture? Well, cause it sounds uh, like culture is a huge fan. And, and so I we're not also going to go into like a 30 minute derailment about Nick Meta. Um, but like, what was it about the culture at Gainsight that was so appealing? Well, I won't go into the derailment, but it does start at the top. He is exactly how he is and portrays himself to be internally and externally 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't, I think there's 12 of him yeah. and do you think he sleeps. Like, honestly, he strikes me as the guy hours. that doesn't. Yeah. Maybe a four hour sleeper. I'm not sure. Um, I'll text him. We'll see. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I really like, and I haven't even met him in person guys. So that's the craziest part. He was able to, you know, influence this kind of culture throughout a, a thousand plus person company uh, and make everyone feel like, they were someone and something really, really important. Um, and 
where I was in my life personally, I really needed something like that. I just didn't even know that it existed. Um, but the most supportive people we have instead of HR, it's called teammate success. We literally like our sales team literally had one person that was responsible for ensuring that we were happy. Um, the, the, even though I had already put my two weeks in, um, I had just hit my two year anniversary and, Again, say Brandon Theragun showed up at my doorstep, even though I had already put my two weeks in. Um, just little things constantly sprinkled throughout. And obviously, Josh, we talked earlier and you were like, I'm glad you have the same humor as a five-year-old. Well, one of Gainsight's values, one of their five or six is childlike joy. And they literally sprinkled that shit everywhere. So I loved it. That's great. Yeah. Do you want That's me to dig into any of those aspects? Or? Christy, what Christy Felteruso, KF, what yeah. do you like the most about the culture at Client Success? I would say for us, it's it's the human first culture. Like working for Dave and that team, I've, I've worked for as many CEOs as I have, and most of them talk a good game, right? But to what Christy said, and I know this very, I like, I know this about Nick, like, you know, I've had a longstanding relationship with him. He is very much who he portrays himself to. There aren't two Nicks. And I like to say the same thing about Dave. There aren't two Daves. It's like what you see is what you get. And there is something I really appreciate about those types of leaders. And I do think they're few and far in between. So if you get, if you ever have the privilege of working with somebody like a Nick, like a Dave, you take that and you go on that journey for a bit. Awesome. One of the things, so, you know, we're reading through all of our prep document and just for the listeners, we just got an intern and it's making our jobs like so much easier with all of this prep documentation. Um, I just want to give a big shout out to Josh for organizing all of that and, and getting this in front of us. To Daniela for actually doing the work. Daniela yeah. is, I mean, I'm, she's, she's my favorite person, uh, right now and I'm so grateful. And I'm reading, I was reading through your prep doc and, and one of the things that kind of stood out to me, no, no, I actually really like this one thing because you mentioned it early. Um, you said, um, when you closed your first hundred thousand six figure deal, whatever that, that's six figure deal, you're like, oh shit, this is why they hired me, right? You needed to believe in yourself. You talk a little bit about, um, your experience with anthropology back in the day of maybe not feeling like you're meeting expectations and, and, and kind of believing in yourself and reading through almost everything in here, there seems to be a theme of finding out who you are and identifying not just what your strengths are that you see internally, but what others see externally in you. And I know um, I'd love to hear you just kind of talk about the path because you you mentioned that you maybe wanted to be a doctor and move into some care. You did some hospice work. Walk me through that journey of, I think, finding yourself, right? Did someone say ChatGPT for customer success for free? Update.ai has you covered. CSMs get automated summaries of every customer call. That's real time savings that adds up. There's no bot, and Update even works alongside other tools like Gong. Sign up today at www.update.ai. That's update.ai. To be totally transparent, I don't think I'm exactly who I am for the rest of my life today. I think we're ever-evolving, ever-growing, and if I'm not growing, I've learned... I don't like it. So if I get too cozy, I used to just want to be settled and comfortable and and stay exactly where I was because I don't want to change this moment. But there's no fun in that. There's no growth in that. Um, but yeah, going back to anthropology, all my friends had these like corporate jobs and like at the time, and I graduated in 2008, 2009. And um, at the time, you know, everyone was moving to New York or doing this. And I'm like, I'm going to work... Uh, part-time in anthropology at 22 because 
recession's about to hit and here we go. Um, but I very quickly moved up there. That being said, I still in the back of my head heard this voice being like, you're not enough. Like you're not doing enough. Like you want, I want more for myself. And so I was like, what, what does that even mean? Um, I ended up moving to downtown Philadelphia and could not afford living downtown on a retail <laughs> salary. And a private equity firm took a chance on me and was like, you're going to be a marketing manager. This is age 24, 25. And I had this office and I'm just like, imposter syndrome wasn't like a thing back then, but I was like, I have no business being here. Everyone went to Wharton. I like scraped by at St. Joe's like, what the F am I doing? But like, I learned so many things that I hated. I learned so many things about myself that I really needed to work on. Um, and I had to grow up very quickly. And from there, it was just like, I know that marketing and sales is really my forte. I just don't know what, to, like, how do I get there? There's just so many things in this. The world is like, do this, do that. No, you can't do this. If you do that, that's not cool. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, when are you going to trust yourself? So, um, still don't really trust myself at that point, by the way. <laughs> um, so then I got, I worked for Apex System, which is a recruiting firm and, I was pretty good at it. I was an account manager, um, took on some really big accounts there and just felt like I still wanted so much more for myself. And my family is big in healthcare. My dad was a healthcare executive. My older sister, who Josh met randomly on Bluetooth the other day, um, Kate, she's, she's in healthcare and she's done really well as, um, and my little sister's in healthcare and my brother. And so I was like, I'm, I need to do that too. Cause I do what the Hobans do. Of course, again, not me. Um, and so I worked in med device for three and a half years. And then we moved to Charleston for some, you know, for during COVID and from Philly, I felt like in Philly, I just wasn't like getting out of this bubble that I had comfortably get my gotten myself into. And I was like, I'm really, I don't think I'm happy here. So I ended up serendipitously somehow they opened up a, um, an opportunity at my med device sales company and to move to Charleston. And I did that. And then I was driving all over the place, like hours and hours. I had a three-year-old and I really was unhappy again. And I'm like, shoot, this is horrible. Like I moved my husband and my little son here. I'm not even happy. I need to pretend I'm happy. I went through like a little slump where I was just like, what did I do? We should move home. No, I don't want to go home. Um, so one of my, one of my new best friends that I had met, you know, I knew nobody here. Um, but you can make friends really quickly with like-minded individuals who take a risk and move to a place. They don't know anyone. And she's like, I work at a company called Gainsight. I'm like, what the heck is that? <laughs> and she's like, Oh, we're a customer success SaaS platform. I'm like, I really do want to get into SaaS because my husband's in SaaS. Like, He's sitting in his office being 10 times more productive than me when I'm on my stupid car rides to Savannah, Georgia. Like I can do that, what he's doing. And so she's like, I'll, I'll get you an interview. I'm like, okay. And then interviewed 13 rounds. <laughs> it's normally not like that. 13 but, rounds. I was going to say, is that normal? 13 rounds is like There was like a record a scratch okay. when you said that. <laughs> For the, yeah. for the record, yeah, I, I gave Christy two thumbs up after one phone call. One 20-minute yes. phone call. Thank you. Okay, Girl without completely derailing. Yeah. Wait, without completely derailing, who did you meet with? Like, without giving every name, like, so what were the functions or the roles? Teams. Like, 13 is so much. Okay. She accidentally, my friend Jen, love you, Jen, accidentally 
<laughs> referred me to an enterprise account executive role where most of those AEs were veterans of SaaS and B2B tech <laughs> or B2B sales um, and work for like Zoom or all these big tech companies. And they're like, why is like, we like you, like we really do. Um, but we don't think you're going to like, like this enterprise position and you're just not qualified, but like you're, you're, you have gain sight in you. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like whatever that means. What's customer success. And so <laughs> you have gain sight. In this you. is, this is, is the most aspirational interview. Yeah. I, like, no, but I can like, see you're definitely you. part of it. Like you have yeah, that. You um, have the it. we just need to find your place. And so I interviewed with the account management team and then the mid-market account executive team, which is actually where I landed. I wanted net new sales, but I didn't want to do enterprise um, at that time. And so it was perfect. Um, I ended up getting hired in the mid-market account executive. That's and awesome. then everything just changed. Like the amount of growth I had from 22 to 35, those 13 years of going in, through different industries... I mean, I think I grew like tenfold in the two years that I was at Gainsight. I don't know how, but it, maybe like the things that I was going through at the time personally made work just feel like I just could not wait, wait to wake up every morning, grab my coffee and like take my son to daycare and hop on the laptop. So I have felt that all four days here now I update as well. <laughs> We're four, four, four days. baby. Woo, woo. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like I just talked for wait, 27 so minutes. Thank no, you no, no, it's okay. You did, but this, that's, you're supposed to do that. This is your episode. So, Christy, okay. when did okay. you know it was time for you to make a change, right? So, you talked about like loving this journey at Gainsight, right? So, but you also mentioned yeah. you don't want to get bored. You don't want to get stagnant. You like to be challenged. Mm -hmm. What was it that you said, you know what? I, I did what I needed to do here and it's, it's time for me to make a change. That's such a good question. And I think about it a lot still. Um, over the summer, we, um, I moved to the strategy org for sales strategy. And so I didn't really talk to prospects anymore. I started to lose that muscle and I like lost very quickly felt like this journey that I was on, like, and, and, you know, this growth journey that I was on. And so I was like, wait, what is it? Like, is it Gainsight or is it this role or what do I do? And, um, so I was so Hamish somehow knew that I was going through this like reflection. Period. No, I love this. <laughs> and I got like a voice memo in my LinkedIn inbox. Um, and I didn't even know you could do that, even though I'm, I'm I didn't. a prospect for a living. Um, so you I was to like, do it from your mobile device. Play. That's why it's a mobile, it's a mobile thing. Oh, cool. It's hey, not available the on the tricks. desktop. You can only do it from your mobile. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anything you want to know about LinkedIn. Awesome. Okay. We'll circle back. She's a bit of an influencer. <laughs> I know. I follow her on LinkedIn. Um, so let's see. Air flip for everybody who's listening and can't see. Oh, is this the part of the segment where like our guest is then going to go like, oh, I can't believe I'm talking to Christy Feltaruso. I follow like you. I love episode. you. Blah, 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 okay, blah, blah. Okay, stop. No, she's telling us. No, Hamish reached out to her. She got her voice memo. Stop cutting her off. I want to hear this story. So Christy, so he also, pitched Josh you in his voice memo. Good on you. No, I know. Not. It's not his color. I'm an influencer too, um, by the way. Oh, I know. <laughs> you guys are all influencers. I am not one. So let, help me be like yeah. you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, so Hamish, yeah, he gave me a voice memo. Very creative. I pushed play, heard an Australian accent, yep. heard AI, heard founding AE, 
I was like, it's going to be hard to get me to leave Gainsight, Hamish, but I'll give you a conversation for that creative way to reach out to me. Do you think the word founding made a difference in your initial impression and reaction to the opportunity? Well, I yes, because I knew founding means you're not really just an AE, your customer support, your customer success, your marketing, your everything, strategy, and I wanted it all. So, yes. and, 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 and there's room for growth, right? And, and that, that's yep. actually like the first tactical thing that Hamish and I talked about because we actually co-work from time to time together in New York. And I was sharing with him some like my my job description, and he's like, "Change that to founding AE, yeah, and that'll get a lot more intrigue from yes. the right people, because like, because yeah. these are the right is the yes. right people. We Builders. wanted somebody. You want to build you know, one of the things I always look for, and and this That's is why I think point. Josh and I hit it off is like I look for people with founder mindsets, even if you're not a founder right now. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I can't remember what you said, Christy, but you made it very clear that you have that." whatever that is. And I was, so I was just like, yes, as soon as you've you, got update AI in you, <laughs> you've got update AI in you. That's right. I won't tell you which part where, but it's in there. Okay. Stop. Oh, Chrissy, Chrissy she was so, was so savvy in this. I think it was an inverted, although perhaps it was part of her master plan, but we were, I was in a, a Slack like thread with her and I think she hadn't even started officially yet. Although she was like already helping us with stuff. And, uh, somehow like organically through a Slack conversation within like 30 seconds, it was like, okay, we're going to change your title to senior AE. I was mm-hmm. like, and, and, and I was like, wow, if she can negotiate that well <laughs> with our sales prospects, then like this is going to really work. So. Yeah, a little okay, tip so, for all of the potential customers out there. Josh is bad at negotiating. Mm-hmm. Seems like Christy <laughs> you is pretty much good at negotiating. Want. Yeah. So, like, if you want a discount, go talk to Josh. He'll give it to you. <laughs> this is just true. That's why ask. I don't call you. Mickey. You don't even have to ask. I'm just he saying. will negotiate with himself. <laughs> yeah, he'll just negotiate with himself. <laughs> you know, you I think I can do better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm going to sell you question. more if you come and talk to me. <laughs> I, I want to. Uh, I want to bring this conversation to to, to a topic here around because, like, we. Our supposed listeners are in theory, in theory, <laughs> in theory, our listeners, our listeners in theory, um, want to understand ways to grow their careers. And they yes. they listen to these stories about our guests and our own experiences as benchmarks to their own growth and development professionally, not personally. <laughs> and, um, Mickey, Christy and Christy, you guys each took a leap. You left more established companies. And you joined fairly small startups. And what I want to understand is, like, what are some of the trade-offs that you all had to make when you were considering that opportunity? Because that's something that I think many listening to this can relate to. And, you know, they, they want so desperately to go and do their own thing as a solopreneur or for a startup. But there's trade-offs. There's a mortgage. There's kids. There's this. There's that. Christy, we can start out with you. But then I want to let Mickey and, and KF respond as well and you could be honest if it was like i just wanted a slice of the pie <laughs> can i go last <laughs> yeah all right so i'll, 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 I'll respond as, i'll respond as mickey mickey this is how mickey responds i just wanted a slice of the pie <laughs> <laughs> there were there were three things i wanted to take a risk so i took as much risk as i could with the support of my wife kai like i i really probably pushed it to the limit of what what she would tolerate in terms of risk taking. Cause I have a mortgage and cars and a daughter and a family and a wife and yada, yada, yada. Um, but yes, I wanted a big slice of the pie because if I'm going to pour myself 
into something, I want to know that it has an impact. And the best way to represent that right now is by owning a piece of the pie. So that's, that's one of the reasons why I joined. Um, the other reason is that it was very clear to me from the very first time that Josh and I spoke is that we were willing to go to places to explore, you know, weird avenues that could be beneficial or could be BS. And I was pretty confident that if we did that long enough, we would land on, like, if we could stay there long enough, we would land on something really, really big, which I think we have. And I got fired, so I needed a job. (laughs) (laughs) That last trifecta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like, those big swings, you know, you never know what you're going to get, right? You could land a great AE or you could get banned from Pulse. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Are we allowed? Yeah, are we allowed back? I don't know. I think I, I, know. I think I've mended that. We're good. We're, I think so. Okay, yeah. good. It's my favorite story, by the way. I'm laughing, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, uh, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. We'll fill you in all aggressive. of our backstories, so that way you feel. KF. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear you. What is a trade-off? This is a really good question. Um, life is a trade-off. <laughs> a life? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, we got deep, guys. <laughs> No, I mean, Everything. honestly, like, oh, we'll start with comp, right? Like, that was the biggest, right. the, the biggest visible trade off, right? Like, I took a significant, an extremely significant cut to come here. And equity is great. Um, but equity is only great if the company does something that makes that equity worth something. We're very early, like, I, we're very small right now, client success. And so, it might be, listen, unless we get acquired, right, that might have a different outcome for us. But otherwise, it might be a long road ahead before any of that materializes to something. So for me, it was the the pay cut, right? That's the first thing I had to do as a trade-off. Second thing is resourcing. Um, every team I've, I've been a part of, I've had resources. Now, every company is varying degrees of that, but I've had budget. I've had people. I've had technology. Um, I've had a lot less of that here at Client Success. But... I've got, I've been able to be very creative, right? And so I've, I feel like I've done a lot with a little and have been successful in doing that. So I think for me, I've, I've learned how to do things without, which has been cool. But knowing that I came into an organization where I would not be able to just hire a ton of people and buy whatever technology I thought I needed and do all of the things, right? Even travel to go see customers as much as I want or participate in events the way I'd like to. Um, those were all things that were trade-offs for me. But I will say at the end of the day, None of that mattered, right? When I left my last company, IntelliShift, I made a, a cognizant decision that I wanted to go back to doing work that I loved for a community that I felt connected to. So it didn't matter if I was getting paid a dollar. I wanted to go work for customer success, right? As an industry, I wanted to serve customer success professionals. And so whether that was client success or another company, right? That was what I was focused on finding is a role that would allow me to serve our community and make a living doing it, right? I was doing all of it by myself on the side anyway, not making any money doing it. And I felt like this was going to be that next opportunity if I was going to take one. Um, so those are some of my trade-offs. So I would say comp, probably the biggest one. And then bandwidth, like personal versus professional. Christy. I love that. I love that story. Um, well, um, honestly, what both of them, both Mickey and KF have said has definitely resonated with me along with going from a company like Gainsight <clears throat> that you can call someone or, you know, do a cold email or something. And they're like, oh, wow, you know, I'd love Gainsight, but, you know, we don't have budget until da 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 And I'm like, wow, it's, I came from a company that like, everyone's like, who? What's that? What do you do? 
And then it's just like, it just, it, it, it's nice. So just like that market, um, you know, just the market leader. <laughs> can I say that? You um, can. That's okay. what Gainsight was, right? So it's, it's, it's nice to work on the Freudian slip. Um, Should we pull definitely up anyway, oh, um, no, but like, uh, no, but I agree though in customer success, very few companies, right? Who have customer success teams don't know who Gainsight right. is. In right. fact, when I try to tell people who client success is, I often have to say, are you familiar with technology like Gainsight? And they go, yeah. I'm like, we're like that. But different. And like, let me tell you how. So it's, you know, they, they are, they are the brand when you think about customer yeah. success. They've done a great job with that. I don't think there's any, any competitor in the space that's done marketing like Gainsight and building the brand and the presence in the community. Absolutely. And I think just knowing now that Update is, you know, doing everything that we can to provide the value that customer success is creating for their companies and just, all of that is really, really one of the big reasons why I chose update the product, the people, the culture is something that is going to be cultivated. But just from talking to Josh and Mickey, it like, I was like, absolutely. It, it reminded me of my interview process at Gainsight, but I guess, you know, the brand name and, you know, I was comfortable. I was cozy. It was, it was consistent. And, um, and that's one thing that I realized, <clears throat> I'm not, you know, that's where the growth comes in when you're not comfortable. So, yeah. um, trying this on and, and really leaning into this is I've already learned an F ton, excuse me. Um, you can curse on this podcast. You even say before I started this. at update, I remember learning a lot. And then just like in my first day, we had a, a, a full hour pricing session on how to go to market with this pricing. And I'm just like, wow, I was never been involved in a conversation like this. And I actually have some things I need to share. So, um, and they're listening. So it, you know, it all, there's trade-offs everywhere, but I think I felt guided in this way and I, I went with my gut. So yeah. my gut said do it. Can I ask a question on that? Um, sure. Kind of going back to the, what we talked about at the top, you know, this imposter syndrome, you're sitting in rooms right now where your voice is not only, um, you know, um, appreciated, but needed, right? This founding position or senior position, right? Um, <laughs> What's something that you go through every day where you're sitting in those meetings where in the past you haven't had this experience before, right? Where you just get told what to sell and how to sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how do you pep yourself up? How do you get yourself into the mindset to say, I have opinions. Maybe they're not the right opinions, but they're opinions. And part of this job is figuring out how to get these opinions and these strategies aligned with your leaders. How do you get yourself out of that mindset of an IC of saying, I'm going to do what I'm told? Not that, you know, I don't know what your job is like at Gainsight, but into a space now where they're presenting you with opportunities to possibly change what's being you know presented to these customers. And I think a lot of people in, in our, in our I, I ask this because I feel like our listeners might be in similar situations where they're going smaller. And yeah, there's trade-offs, but there's also, you are 10 voices instead of one, right? And there is a, a weight that you carry uh, in the role that you're in right now. So how do you break out of that mindset before and kind of show up in those moments? I was never scared to speak. (laughs) I'm sure Josh and Mickey can tell you. I was never scared to be the one who was, everyone was going this way. And I was the one who said, you know, Um, sometimes it was really uncomfortable again, but I, and 
I've also had conversations with like Mickey saying like, I, we might disagree, but I really want to hear what your side is. Like, I always want to hear every single side. Otherwise, like the solution just feels probably, it's probably maybe it works short term, but it's not going to work long term. Um, so I just, just continuing to, to trust my voice, but also, um, you know, I think we're all winging it a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And before when I was like, wow, Chrissy, you're like hopping industries. Like the theme was always in sales, but I did jump around the industries, but like changing your attitude, changing your mindset. That's like saying like, wow, instead of having like a fixed mindset, having that growth mindset being like, yeah, now you know a lot about a lot of industries and you can take a little bit from here and a little bit from your private equity background and help with fundraising. You can go take a little bit about like your healthcare experience and have that empathy that customer success is so good at. And then all of that selling experience and to, you know, hopefully close some deals. So um, it is really nice feeling like I came back to a place where I'm not only heard, but also it's, it's being like taken seriously and being put into practice and, and we'll see if it works, but um, I don't know. It feels good. I think your washing machine is on. <laughs> My garage door is open. Oh, your garage nice. door is open. Um, <laughs> There's a six-year-old oh, that, walking yeah, in, so <laughs> Godspeed. Oh, hi, Nolan. Uh, Here we go. And and I want to say also, like, we all have imposter syndrome. One of the things mm-hmm. that Christy's on, that is Christy's first day of work, officially. Oh, my and God. It, you it, brought her on right? a podcast on her first but, day? But he, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And listen, like, I'm oh. not necessarily saying that everybody has to be so generous with their time and, and attention as Christy has been. It doesn't feel like to any of us that it's been, that it's her first day because she has been, she's already set up on everything for weeks now. She's already been working on stuff. She's already been in calls. Uh, she's already a trusted partner. Um, again, like people have to have like their own personal decisions on like boundaries, but like she has just <laughs> leaned all the way in. And yeah. so, I mean, for me, like if you, if she's faking it, then she's making it because like <laughs> if she feels well, a monster syndrome, like she's overcome that with enthusiasm and with like brute force proactivity for sure. Well, I think the sooner that you can realize coming out of, you know, more defined roles into less defined roles, the sooner you realize that literally everybody is winging it Shh, and relying on, no, 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 but that's not a secret. <laughs> like actually, like it's, it's actually, I think there's wisdom here is that we are winging it and relying on our experience and, and other experience of those around us. Thanks for cutting me off. I was just going to say that. Maybe. We think alike. I love you. I know. No, but that's the thing is like, I feel like people think this is like a big, like, oh my gosh, everybody does is winging. It's like, no, no, no. That's called, we're creating things out of nothing. There's zeros and ones. Like, that's why we have GTM models. It's why we have all of these things because we're just throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. So I, I really like your mindset here. And I think you are setting yourself up for success, not just with update, but with what comes next too, to say, hey, I'm acknowledging that we're just going to rely on the experiences and my experiences, that's the key. My experience are, is, are valuable as well. And as soon as we can get ourselves to have that internal dialogue to say, what I've experienced and succeeded in is valuable and offers me a seat at this table. Um, and I think you're proven that. Just the fact that it's your first day and your boss brought you onto a podcast about customer success, and you're like, yeah, okay, let's do that. That's part of my onboarding. Let's do this for every new employee, Josh. First day, every new employee at Update AI joins our podcast. I'm in. If, if He's like, maybe KF- not every employee. Uh, no, I just I don't want to bore you guys. If we want to make every episode an advertisement for Update AI, sure. But I don't, don't want to be for us. Because we no. will support you emotionally and sometimes financially. 
and <laughs> occasionally get a paycheck. <laughs> I keep telling you it's in the mail. DVD um, on that one. <laughs> all right, guys. I think it's a wrap. Uh, Christy, welcome to the team. Thank you. Uh, Mickey, welcome back. It's so good to be here with all you guys today. Okay. <laughs> until next week. Happy post-Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thank holidays. Love you all. Me. Hey, guys. It's Josh. Don't hang up. If you enjoyed this episode, you know what? Even if you didn't, I'd love for you to give us a rating in iTunes or Spotify. And after you do, email me at josh at update.ai with the name of your favorite charity. And my company, Update AI, will make a donation on your behalf. I'd love to connect with each of our listeners. Send me a LinkedIn request and I'll accept it immediately. Just go to www.update.ai slash LinkedIn and it'll redirect to my profile. Thanks.